Joe Biden finally holds a press conference. We have got all of the highlights for you today. Don't move a muscle. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, and also Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm -hmm. What a day to be joined by the two of you (laughs) on uh, Joe Biden press conference day. I'm just going to go ahead and it's mm. that's a holiday. Let's just mark it. It's like a national holiday. I doubt it's going to happen every year, though. Uh, I think we get one every th- two or three years on this one. Yeah, this may be the only one. I'm not, I'm not so sure. Uh, so the press conference, it lasted uh, just about an hour. He, of course, took... Um, you know, they, they knew the questions in advance. He knew who he was going to call on in advance. None of that is surprising, considering his own White House press secretary routinely gets the questions uh, submitted in advance mm-hmm. before she answers them. Um, but let's go through some of the some of the highlights from the press conference. There were some awkward moments. Uh, I'd, I'd, I wish that I could recall who it was, but I saw some journalist on Twitter who, uh, you know, mainstream media, so they're rooting for the guy. And they're like... Biden comes out and starts very, you know, really good, really on point, great energy. And then about 10 minutes into it, they're like, uh, he's seeming to get a little bit uh, <laughs> slow and uh, he might not be uh, having the enthusiasm that he showed at the beginning. So it didn't take long. But let's watch Joe Biden. He was asked a lot about whether or not he will run again in 2024, which is, to me, an insane question because it's it's March and he was just inaugurated two months ago. Uh, But here is Joe Biden on whether or not he will run in 2024. Have you decided whether you are going to run for re-election in 2024? You haven't set up a re-election campaign yet, as your predecessor had by this time. (laughs) My predecessor needed to. (laughs) My predecessor. Oh, God, I miss it. Um, have you? Have you? No, the answer is yes. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation. <laughs> oh, God, I miss him. That was weird. Very weird. <laughs> yes, it was a very weird moment. Uh, what does he mean he, his predecessor needed to? His predecessor is a billionaire. Why would he need, need to? I mean, he did it. He did yeah. do it very early. I think he did it the next day, right after he was inaugurated. He launched his 2024 campaign, but you don't need to be doing this. I, I'm totally with you on this. Waste of a question. Yeah. No need to to ask him in month two whether in month 48 he's going to be, uh, you know, on the ticket. Uh, right. It just doesn't. It, it does not make any difference at this point. It doesn't matter what he says, how he answers it. He's not going to tell you he's definitely not running. Uh, so what? Why? Why waste it? And right, and that's what the, that's the thing. Unless he were to say. No, I'm not. No, no I'm done. Interest, yeah. This, yeah, I just want to be a one-term president, which he already has said he yeah. wants to do two terms. Unless he's saying that, it, it really doesn't matter. Pat. Unless it's a stealthy way to find out if he's going to be around that long right. and if he knows he's going to be around <laughs> that long. You know, maybe you can get him to admit that, no, uh, I'm not going to be here in six to six months to a year. <laughs> Certainly not running for re-election. Maybe that's what she thought. But he'd have uh, to be a lot further gone. He didn't say that than yeah. even he is. I think yes. to blurt that one out. <laughs> Um, And then let's get to, uh, actually, we were talking off air before the show started about uh, Cecilia Vega, her question that she had for Joe Biden on the border. So let's get to uh, to this, because this was 
kind of a good moment. Uh, the reporter asked him about his border policy and whether or not it was right that he was basically, he's basically just welcoming all of the uh, immigrants that can possibly get here as long as they are unaccompanied minors and whether or not that was a good strategy because of a nine-year-old boy that she met who walked here alone from Honduras. Watch. You, you just listed the reasons that people are coming, uh, talking about in-country problems, saying that it happens every year. You blamed the last administration. Sir, I just got back last night from a reporting trip to the border where I met nine-year-old Josel, who walked here from Honduras by himself, uh, along with another little boy. He had that phone number on him, and we were able to call no his family. His mother says that she sent her son to this country because she believes that you are not deporting unaccompanied minors like her son. That's why she sent him alone from Honduras. So, sir, you blame the last administration, but is your messaging in saying that these children are and will be allowed to stay in this country and work their way through this process, encouraging families like Joselle's to come? Well, look. The idea Hello. that I'm going to say, <laughs> which I would never do, that if an unaccompanied child ends up at the border, we're just going to let him starve to death and stay on the other side. No previous administration did that either, except Trump. No. No, Trump no, not going to do, do it. That. No. I'm not going to do it. I thought that Trump was bad because oh he got them and brought them into the cages. <laughs> and then so, separated them well, right, right. from the family. Right? Yeah. I, oh How could he separate them from the family if you're letting them back over to the other side to starve That's to what death? I'm wondering. I don't know. Did they keep the parents and let the kids go back to the other side? Well, I don't even know what the accusation is here. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Joe Biden does either, to no, be fair. No, to be clear, he's just blaming Trump randomly for yeah. things. Uh, first of all, um, usually... Every White House correspondent is super tough when there's a Republican president, and none of them are tough when there's a Democratic president. With each Democratic president, though, there's usually one or two that asks some pretty tough questions. I remember Major Garrett going back a long way was was one of the first ones. Jake Tapper back in the day. Uh, John Carl. Be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, John Carl uh, for a while, I remember. Yep. Uh, Cecilia Vega, I, to me, asked the best questions yep. in here. Now, I don't know if this is just an issue she really cares about, um, but she did, I would say, hold his feet to the fire a little bit, which was kind of nice to see. Uh, as a p p dad of a nine-year-old, I will say, though, <laughs> I have a nine-year-old and an eight-year-old. Mm. Uh, I don't even let them go to the end of my street. Uh, <laughs> wow. Alone, setting them on a 1,500-mile journey to another, through one country, to another country. Okay, helicopter have you parent. Checked? <laughs> have, you, have you checked? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, he should be able to do this. <laughs> I know. This nine-year-old Honduran kid walked here 1,500 miles from Honduras. Uh, on his own, by himself. I mean, what kind of underachieving nine-year-old do you uh, have? It's clearly the really? issue Zach here. can't walk yeah. to the end of the street? <laughs> you need to have him checked still. Okay. First of all, I don't believe it. Okay, let me be clear right now. I do not believe it. <laughs> if it's no, true, no. that's the worst parent and that's yeah, the in the family. history of parenthood. I yeah. don't care what your situation is. I don't either. No, I'm sorry. I mean, like, maybe no. if you were in, like, Nazi no. Germany, right? Like, I, I, but even then, you wouldn't want to risk your kid no, walking right. by themselves. No, like, wouldn't. there's never a, a situation in which be that's a better the Nazis option. Would catch them, right? right? The exactly. Whole point and is that kill you have to them. Be there and to protect them. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. so I first of all just would be the 
worst mm. parenting of all time to send your kid 1,500 miles for what? Like, Crazy. so they maybe they get in and maybe they're 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 able to earn a higher wage in the future at nine at nine years old. <laughs> I don't know. And then secondly, I don't, I don't believe it. I mean, like, yeah. what's probably happened here is the parent or another relative has cu- brought, walked them up within a half a mile of the border and then let them walk across uh, so that they can be you know safe but still get the border crossing and it still counts towards as an unaccompanied minor, which has been the, the one of the most underreported parts of this. Mm-hmm. And that there's no like separate what, what they were claiming Trump was doing is the mo- mom and uh, kid would come over and he would separate them. What is ha- what's happening now is they walk up to half a mile before the border, they separate there, and then the kid just w- crosses the border anyway. So like we're not mm. see the, the, like what mm-hmm. is that better? I mean the only yeah thing, because they're not ripping right they're not the ripping them yeah they're the just arms. like let they're just releasing them and then letting them go through the over the Rio Grande by themselves. Uh, I don't think that's an improvement. Uh, we should note, uh, but yeah, I mean this is uh, to me completely ridiculous and uh you know he went on to say uh, the, the reason yeah. they're their their situation's so bad in honduras because they're having situations like floods and earthquakes now look uh, you know earthquakes there may be more reported that I, I i don't follow all the honduran news you don't uh no oh. there may be tons of floods in honduras i don't know but what i will say is what you would normally do in that situation is you know try to move to another area of the country uh not release them to go through not just one country, but two countries to get to uh, to us. Uh, none of it makes any sense. It's obvious what they're doing here. We should point out, too, our asylum laws do not allow you to be imported into our country because you had an earthquake. That is mm-hmm. not how our asylum laws work. They are for very specific things. None of them are natural disasters. So that being said, I, I, you know, I think we're talking about a lie, <laughs> either that or the worst parenting of all time. Yeah. I mean, the other possibility is they, they turned their child over to a coyote yeah. right. who brought them right. uh, 1,500 miles to the border and charged the mother $7,000 to do it. Mm-hmm. They don't do it for free. They don't do it out of the goodness of their heart. Really? That's, yeah, it's oh. surprising. <laughs> surprising that coyotes actually want to get paid yeah. and uh, are really bad people. Which, by the way, uh, did you guys see the, the report that came out that they're, they were making the, the, the money mm. associated with that? It's an insane amount of money just for the month of February. It was like Ins- $14 million a yeah, day right. that was being made. That's incredible. Right. Uh, all right. So let's go to Joe Biden, who is, you know, answering a question and just completely forgets what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even I wish I knew where he was going. Uh, obviously, Joe didn't know where he was going either. Here's that. 50 votes so that the vice president of the United States can break the tie or I get 51 votes without her. And so I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. It's not outrageous. So the best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to Anyway, <laughs> I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's anyway. complete anyway. lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have that's, to go beyond what I'm talking about. Anyway, that, that's his thing. I won't, I won't bore anyway, you with the rest of my I, sentence. You know, I'm, I've been talking too much here. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, look yeah, at this that. is what my you're supposed up. to be doing, Joe. You're supposed to be talking here for like an hour. You don't go Anyway, I, uh, I've said too much on this. Uh, I'm going to let somebody else talk for a while now. No, he's he he's stuck. He's He needs to reboot. There's something really radically wrong there. And can the press not see it? 
Do you not care that the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world, has this issue? And we're going to pretend like we don't see it? Really? Yeah. It's scary. It's amazing. Uh, his brain runs like my 1978 MGB engine, uh, which is... Like a top? Uh, very, it very like a top. new. It's, no? it's okay. very, very slow. And, and, and mm-hmm. sometimes you press the gas and nothing happens. You know, sometimes you just got to be used to that when you're driving the car, you need to realize you don't cut out in front of another car because there's a good chance if you press the gas, nothing happens. Uh, So (laughs) that's you have to drive it very carefully. Right. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. him. He he can't. Sometimes he presses the gas and nothing happens. (laughs) And and it's really (laughs) scary to watch the president of the United States do this. It is. You know, if you watch the whole press conference, which which I I'm sure we all did, um, there was uh, there was probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 questions in the hour. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, this this happened on one of them where he just totally forgot what he was saying in the middle of it and had to just say uh, anyway and anyway. move on. And this has happened multiple, multiple times. times. This and he had another one that sort of ended the same way, and then he had three or four where he just sat there reading a briefing book. Yeah. I mean, he was just was reading to, to like it was re- like reading a children's book to the audience. Like mm-hmm. well, anybody could do that. We don't need you for that. We can have Jen Psaki out there uh, doing that. We right. don't need the president's not supposed to be reading from a briefing book. This is the president of the United States. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was scary to watch. I mean, it frankly, like, I saw our friend uh, Jesse Kelly uh, yeah. tweet that he's ready for just Kamala to just come in because uh, this is too ugly. I I got to say, I'm not with him on that because I'd much rather have an incompetent guy there, blo- you know, screwing up and not garnering any confidence than Kamala, who I think is even more ideological and uh, probably more competent to be able to get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I, I take his point pretty seriously. I mean, it was like you're, our enemies are seeing this and saying, this yeah. guy can't do this yep. job. We could do whatever we want. There's yes. a real risk there. It's not, it's not a crazy thought. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't think it's outrageous to think that maybe Kamala is already in charge behind the it's scenes. Not, it's not crazy. I mean, it's not crazy because they all know. Uh, the people closest to him, especially uh, Dr. Jill McBiden, um, <laughs> Lady Jill McBiden, um, especially her. She knows what's wrong with him. She knows that he's deteriorating, and she just kept pushing him in uh, to the office of the presidency. Kamala's the same way. They all know. His inner circle knows what's going on with him. Yeah. And, and so they've either made accommodations for them to be in control behind the scenes or they're just waiting it out until he completely implodes and then they step in um i i don't know but it's it's frightening i, I could be wrong on this because I I, I I i could definitely see that being true mm-hmm. um uh, you know i think there's that idea where you have like a closer on a baseball team and then they they're like oh well, that person gets hurt they bring in the the other clo- the next person in line to be closer i think this is more of a closing closer by committee type of situation where like i think these biden loyalists are largely running the show at this point. The Blinkens mm-hmm. of the world, you know, the Susan Rices of the world, yeah. um, where they still have his ear and he still has the power. And I think Kamala has tons of influence. She's one of those people probably at this point. Probably. But I do think it's a, it's a group effort. Uh, but I, it's certainly not a traditional Likely. presidency. Right. No, you right. Know? I mean, Donald right. Trump was, was, you know, criticized for taking too much of this on and, and making, too, you know, trying to dominate and get his fingers in every single piece of, uh, of, uh, of the government. Where, you know, Biden, I think, is the opposite. I mean, I think he wants to be president enough to hold on to the role, yeah. you know, as long as he can. I think he's going to try to stay there as long as he possibly can. But it's interesting that he turned over our biggest problem right now, which is immigration. Turned it over yeah, to Kamala. Just, uh, he, she doesn't even have to ask me. 
He actually <laughs> said that. She yeah. doesn't even have to ask me. Oh my gosh. She can just do uh, whatever she thinks is right. Why? Because he has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> he knows he doesn't have any idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to do about that. It's out of control. And you handle that. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Anyway. You know the thing. You know the thing, Sarah. <laughs> just do the thing. All right. I'll do the thing. Uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. If you uh, are living in constant pain, uh, maybe you've got some arthritis, neck pain, shoulder pain, whatever the case may be, it's probably inflammation that is causing your pain. You have to de- defeat the inflammation or it can cause permanent damage. Omega XL is backed by 35 years of clinical research and it actually attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. Pat, you had something mm-hmm. that happened to you Yeah, recently. I had a really bad uh elbow situation it really it hurt and it radiated down my arm it was to the point where i couldn't even pick up this cup without severe pain and so i you know i was a little skeptical uh but i i tried it because it's natural because it's natural right (laughs) who who would think something natural could work well after about a week they told me give it two weeks after about a week i started getting some relief and after two weeks pain was gone has not come back wow um, so it's it's been a life changer. Yeah. So if the, if there are those of you who are out there, you're still using like topical rubs and stuff to just mask the problem. Don't do that. Try Omega XL. It can really be life changing if you are just living in constant pain. Uh, right now, you can go to OmegaXL.com. Get a second bottle for free when you order the first one. If you go to OmegaXL.com slash news, that is OmegaXL.com slash news. Back in a minute. Uh, Speaking of Joe Biden, his son Hunter is in the news again. Uh, There is another scandal that has apparently surfaced. So the news broke just uh, this morning when a new report outlined allegations that the Secret Service intervened in a firearm-related incident a few years ago. Um, So this is apparently October 2018. This was an incident between Hunter Biden and Halle Biden, who... We really need a flow chart for this, honestly. Uh-huh. Is the wife of Hunter's yeah, deceased brother, brother Bo. Mm-hmm. And he dated her. Uh, and and, and her also, sister, don't forget. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but that man. was before the stripper that he impregnated. Yes, it was. Who is not who he's currently <laughs> with. I'm telling you, we need a flow chart for this. But uh, apparently, Hallie Biden, who, again, is the, his brother's, his late brother's widow, allegedly took his gun and threw it in a trash can behind a grocery store, which prompted an investigation from law enforcement officials who were concerned because the trash can was close to a high school. Uh, And so Secret Service agents approached the owner of the store where Hunter bought the gun and asked to take the paperwork involving the sale. And the gun store owner refused to supply the paperwork because he suspected that they wanted to hide Hunter's ownership of the missing gun in case it were to be involved in a crime. Now, uh, interesting part mm. also is that the uh, uh, the copies of the firearms transaction record and a receipt for the gun, Hunter responded no to a question on the transaction record that asks, are you an, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Yeah. Which, of course, the answer is most definitely yes. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. And lying yeah, exactly. on that form is a federal crime. Right? Yeah, I mean, it could be a 10-year prison sentence. Mm-hmm. It could carry with a $250,000 fine. So um, I guess you're, you know, if, if you have happened to be Joe Biden's uh, daughter or son, mm-hmm. you can 
do whatever you want. Gun laws don't apply to you, even as, you know, we're talking about mm-hmm. all of this gun control reform. Uh, I guess that doesn't apply. Maybe there's an asterisk there. Uh, he is Kendall from Succession. Do you guys watch Succession no. at all on no. HBO? First of all, it's a great, it's a great show. It's a great freaking show. Uh, but, it, you know, it's about this really powerful family. This is more of a like a, a media family, but it's this powerful family that has these kids. Some of them are kind of high achievers at times, but they also run into their own problems. And they and their par- somehow their parents are always there to bail them out, to hide it from authorities. Somehow they always seem to get out of things. He is that guy, man. He is totally that guy. And... You know, the, the idea that none of this stuff was able to be questioned. Remember, the New York Post lost access to its yep. Twitter account yep. when trying to report a story that has never been denied yeah. by the Bidens. They still have not said it wasn't his laptop to this to this moment. Because it clearly was. Because it clearly was, right? And that's the thing <clears throat> here. I mean, look, it's one thing to uh, have a, to, to be shady. It's one thing to hook up with various strippers and do whatever he's doing with them. It's another thing to lie in a federal uh, form. This is the type of thing that the left says is a real problem in this country, that people are constantly doing it uh, because uh, to, to get their guns illegally and go through this system with all these loopholes. Well, one of the loopholes is lying about your past on a form. And that is a, that is, it's not a loophole in that you're supposed to be prosecuted for it. It's supposed to be a big deal. I would assume with Hunter Biden at this point, uh, it won't be. But, you know, who knows? I mean, this is a big this is one of those things that can really create problems for a family. This is why Joe still talks about Bo and Bo only. Mm. And anytime Hunter comes up, it's my surviving son. And, you know, when you think about all his track record with Ukraine, with China, uh, with drugs, with his brother's widow and her sister and the stripper and the baby and on and on and on it goes. The guy's got some real issues. And it's great that he's got a really powerful dad who can cover it all up for him. Yeah, that's perfect. It, well, it is interesting too because you know you look at how much the left is so quick to say, oh, well, rich people have all this privilege that they shouldn't have, and white people have all this privilege that they shouldn't have, and all these mm-hmm. things. And then this happens, and they're like, well, uh, Hunter's not the one running for president. And it's like, well, right, right. But if he's using his dad's connections to bury all of his bad life Isn't choices. Isn't that what's so that, bad to you people? Right. I thought we were yeah. supposed to not like that. Yeah, we certainly yeah. saw lots of accusations of corruption about the Trump family and the kids. Uh, you know, Jared was you know, was criticized. Donald Trump Jr. was criticized. Eric yeah. Trump was criticized. They never criticized Tiffany. But other than that, they criticized pretty <laughs> much all the kids. She's the forgotten yeah, She kind of is the forgotten yeah. one there, yeah. Yeah. unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it is, you know, I mean, Hunter Biden got to the level at one point where he returned a rental car with cocaine still on the dashboard. <laughs> now, I, look, there are certain Oops, steps geez. you take. You do should, you not? Do you get rid I, of yours whenever you? Yes, whenever I rent a car, when I'm high on cocaine, I snort <laughs> all of it before returning. That's a basic step. You don't want to waste. Uh, it. What no. do you do with the heroin? <laughs> Thank you. It's expensive. Number one. The heroin. You uh, just you just inject that too. Yeah, you yeah. don't okay. leave it in the car, Pat. Okay. You use it. Like you, it takes a lot to acquire it. Right. Uh, It'd be a, a waste. It's a resource-heavy sort of activity. You don't want to. I mean, if, if you're going, I think it was a Hertz rental car. It's like you know, if you're if you're going to Hertz rental car, you're probably probably sensitive at some level you know like and it's you know it's like it's a normal rental car place it's not some fancy place it's a normal rental car place yeah. you think if you're going to take that step you got like a you know a kia or something you know you just want to get the cocaine out of the kia right uh speaking of uh you know f- familial relations and uh it's well, actually 
this is Stu's favorite family, I think, the, <laughs> no, the Cuomos. Yes. So Governor Andrew Cuomo arranged uh, for family members, including, of course, Chris Cuomo, his brother, to receive special access to state COVID-19 tests early in the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, members of his family, his mother, mm. his brother, at least one of his sisters were ta- were tested by top health department officials at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, and then this is a, a response from CNN spokesman Matt Dornick. We generally do not get involved in the medical decisions of our employees. However, it is not surprising that in the earliest days uh, of a once in a century global pandemic, when Chris was showing symptoms and was concerned about a possible spread, he turned to anyone he could for advice and assistance as any human being would. Mm. Absolutely. Heartfelt. Absolutely incredible. I mean, you know. There's no shame. There's no shame. I mean, he got favorable treatment from his brother, the governor, who sent a state official to his house in the Hamptons to give them the test. It is mind-blowing corruption. And CNN is just blowing it off as if it's absolutely nothing. Wouldn't you do the same in that position is basically (laughs) their stance. I I don't know. You guys have done 5,000 segments about how uh, Ron DeSantis was supposedly, even though this is not true, uh, was giving out um, uh, uh, vaccines to to people who were wealthy, meaning, (laughs) shockingly, that older residents happen to have more money, which is basically the translation of the entire story. They've been they've been accusing every Republican on record of of this corruption the entire time. Their own freaking personality did it. He was a recipient of it. This is a guy who not only got st- preferential treatment from his brother uh, and got a COVID test when no one else could get him. None of the none of these poor underserved communities could get them at this point. They got they got they took a, a state police officer to drive the test to the lab to make sure Chris was okay from where he was in his Hamptons house. And that's totally fine. Um, And not to mention, he broke quarantine while he was there and went out and started yelling at people on passing (laughs) bicycles. Uh, And no, no, I mean, CNN, like, look, CNN has always leaned left. They've always had problems. This is, they were even, they had lost their credibility during the Trump administration, largely, right? Like, they had just become ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a thousand <laughs> times worse than anything they did with Donald Trump. There, it is the mind-blowing levels of hypocrisy. I've never seen it so bad from a journalistic organization than they are with the Cuomos. It's inexplicable. I mean, they literally brought him on TV and broke their own band to let them praise each other and make jokes for four weeks. Then, as soon as things got bad, they now say, well, we can't, obviously you can't cover it. As any human being would, he would take pressure preferential treatment away from all the poor people that we're whining about all the time. Of course, of course, no minorities got any tested this time, but Chris gets it because his brother is Andrew. It's absolutely mind-blowing how bad they've been through this. And, you know, look, we've seen Chris Cuomo's ratings. He's not worth it. No. I mean, he is a terrible host. His ratings have only been good when he could put his own brother on and praise him mm-hmm. in the middle of a once in a, as they point out, once in a century pandemic. By and the way, I left an Andrew Cuomo's awful mug for you the other day. I got I it. Okay, I got good. it. I should have brought it. I should have brought it. So for to make today. sure you got it. I did. And let's not forget about the volatility of Chris Cuomo too. Yeah, uh, he was going to throw that one guy down the stairs when they were at the bar. Yeah, uh, remember that. And then he runs out and confronts the guy on the bike mm-hmm. and is going to f- pick a fight with him as well. If this was anybody else on the right, they would be out of a job. They would have been out of a job a long time ago. Um, so the double standard in the hypocrisy is no. just, uh, you, you can't you can't overemphasize it. It's impossible to overstate in this Yeah, instance. it is. And look, we on the right say this a lot about a lot of people in the media. This is 
well beyond red alert level. It's the worst case I've ever seen. Remember, this is a guy who was doing segments about how Donald Trump was re recommending hydroxychloroquine and saying how bad it was, while at the same time, his Using wife it. is running a lifestyle magazine yeah. recommending you take beach Ble bla baths and, and solve COVID with spices. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Wait, you can't? <laughs> Certain spices oh, you okay. If you have enough All cinnamon right. and, and the 11 herbs in your house. By Spices in Kentucky Fried Chicken, I think, are, <laughs> those are okay, right? Those will cure it. By the way, uh, don't forget, andrewcuomoisawful.com. <clears throat> okay, you can go there for all your mugs, your shirts, whatever you need. <laughs> There's a Chris Cuomo is worse, too. Yeah, you might want that one today. Yeah, I mean, if, he, if you're looking for the, uh, the shirt to wear with your spouse, your best friend, whatever, uh, you're going to need one of those. Because it just keeps getting worse for Andrew Cuomo. All right, got to take a break. Back in a minute. Oh, what a terrible family. Terrible. terrible. Terrible, corrupt I mean, to the might as well be the Corleone. Yeah. Senator Ted Cruz uh, hit back at a reporter. Now, this was, he was holding a press conference with some other uh, lawmakers, and the journalist requested that Cruz put on a mask while he was speaking to the cameras. But if you look, you will notice he's just in front of microphones that are set up. Um, I, you got to believe that the this journalist was plenty far back from any social mm -hmm. distancing guidelines that they have. But here's a little bit of that exchange. Uh, yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask, and all of us have been immunized, so uh, you're welcome to step away if you like. The whole, the whole point of a vaccine, CDC guidance is what we're following. Oh, I love, love that it. so much. But and so for those of you who maybe you couldn't hear very well the the, the journalist, so he says, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask when I'm talking to the TV cameras. Notice the reporter says, well, it would make us feel better. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. right, but it doesn't make any freaking sense. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> to quote mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings <laughs> right. in this particular case. Uh, <laughs> it's such an odd thing. You know, again, there's no reason nothing would support uh, the science of him needing to wear a mask in that situation. Uh, honestly, any of them. For multiple reasons, though. Uh, yeah, for multiple reasons. He's, he's not. He's far enough away. <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, had the vaccine. Yeah. Had the vaccine. I mean, again, I would also be critical of the senators standing behind him who have all been vaccinated. Right. And there's no reason for them to be wearing masks. That's all a show. That's all a freaking show. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for it um, after this. So, there, you know, look, I, I, I appreciate him uh, standing up there. And he's been, you know, like, you know, we, obviously I, I've been a fan of Cruz for a while. I, you know, not, not on everything. But uh, he was on the show today and was uh, excellent in pointing out uh, the fact that, you know, Joe Manchin, who is, as he said, an affable, nice guy. But I've been working with him all this time. I've never seen him hold the line when they need his vote. Never. Mm. So think about where your mm. republic is, what, what thread it is hanging by as we sit here with 50 votes for the Democrats and we're counting on Kristen Cinema or Kirsten Cinema and uh, Joe Manchin to hold that line. He correctly points out that's not a it's not a very solid place to be standing. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the vaccine, a letter signed by 12 state attorneys general demanded that Facebook and Twitter do more to shut down misinformation about vaccines on their social media mm. platforms. So uh, they said, Ugh. 
anti-vaxxers are using social media platforms to target people of color and black Americans, specifically <laughs> members of the communities who have suffered the worst health impacts of the virus and whose vaccination <sighs> rates are lagging. We call on you to take immediate mm. steps to fully enforce your company's guidelines against vaccine misinformation. By effectively rooting out fraudulent information about coronavirus vaccines, you can prevent needless illness and death and hasten our road to recovery because it's always got to be about race. Is anybody else sick of the soft racism of low expectations? Mm -hmm. I can't take Mm -hmm. it anymore. On behalf of blacks and Hispanics, stop acting like they're babies, like they're morons, like they can't do anything. They can't have an ID. They can't turn on a computer. They don't know what's good for them when they go outside. Should what they about, wash behind their ears? What you about the fact, though, them. Pat, that the, the actual <clears throat> virus itself is racist against us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah, about that's that? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's How, what true. Have to say There's about no way that? around that. There's yeah. no way around it. It's just a racist virus. We won't get over this. Uh, uh, your person of color status does not matter because you're uh, conservative. Yeah, so that does not yeah, count. True. And yeah. don't say you're us. not a real you're Hispanic. You're not one of them. <laughs> that's right. Okay, you're white. That's right. That's white you. <laughs> that's, that's your white passing. That's a great point. Uh, no, I mean it's uh, yeah. <laughs> that is a it's, it's, it is a re- really insulting. Oh, uh, so yeah. insulting. Yeah. It's like and they do it every day. On so many different they things. They really do. Look, I, you know, I don't need Dr. Zuckerberg, okay, or Dr. Jack to make these decisions for us. Like, mm-hmm. again, like people, you know, I, I you know, I, you know, I'm Mr. Pro. That's what I was going to say. You are like, like the vaccine guy. The guy. Like, I <laughs> believe myself to be the most pro-vaccine person in all of America. Probably so. But it might be true. That being said, uh, look, people need to make their own decisions. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, so the idea that, 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 that stupid social networks, which are constantly filled with false information on everything yep. they need to step in on this issue i you know we're at a point where you know we have a lot of people have already taken the the vaccine um there's still a lot of demand as they're now just starting to open it up to people over 16 years old mm-hmm. um there's going to be a point though that we come to where we have more supply than we need um but th- th- like at that point this, the sensible thing to me is look vaccines out there if you don't want to take it uh, and there's a and, and it's available to you, right? And you get the virus and you die. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's on you. Right. It's on you. Right. You know, if it's there for free, and it, it, the supply is there, uh, you know. I mean, it, the only thing that's it, look, you, you, you can make all sorts of arguments on this. We can go through all the all the sort of uh, sideline stuff. There's obviously you can't. You do a cost benefit analysis, yes. and you either get the shot or you don't. And you don't. And if you don't, and you go out and you get it. You, what are we going to do? By the way, if you get the vaccine, still some people are going to get it and, and could have some problems, too. The bottom line is these social media uh, companies have got have brought themselves into this point where they are trying to become the arbiters of truth. And I really I legitimately believe uh, that a lot of these companies would like to be out of this business. I think they'd like mm-hmm. to just let everything fly. Um, you know, some of them are very ideological and want to be, um, uh, you know, manipulating sort of the news to, to tilt one way or the other. Uh, but I think a lot of them would like to be out of this. The problem is they're constantly being pressured. Whenever something conservative is working, and this is taking it out of the vaccine world, but just to the politics world, whenever something conservative is catching on, they have to be able to step in there and stop that because all their Democratic friends and all the Democratic senators are basically saying, we're going to shut you down if you don't do this this is why facebook is begging for regulation because they just want to not have to they want to just not be to have to make these decisions well it is interesting too because you know you've got all these attorneys general who are getting together um trying to force them to take action on vaccine misinformation but i seem to recall uh you know what was it earlier this week 
when there was a shooting, we all we heard from so many places that it was a white supremacist, that it was a white guy, that it was all the I mean, there's mm-hmm. misinformation going on all the time yeah. about, mm-hmm. you know, race about. Yeah. And they have no problem with that. And they'll actually say, like, yeah, we're not trying to stop all misinformation. We're just doing in these like these categories. And it's like, <laughs> well, first of all, the categories always seem to be the you know conservative yeah. ones generally. But again, like you can't you're not going to be able to stop this. Uh, uh, and I, I wish they would just step out of this and say, look, this is not our bag. You know, this is not what we're going to do. They seem uh, intent on trying to please the politicians and, and, and manipulate uh, people with, with, with information. I don't think it's helpful. I don't think it works. Mm-hmm. I think people are more turned off by it than anything else. And it's gotten to the point where you can't even have a discussion about whether or not you should take the vaccine. Because right. that's misinformation. Of course you right. should take the vaccine. Yeah. Anything short of that is right. what they want eliminated from Twitter and Facebook. Which is kind of like the way that you create people who question the vaccine. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you guys realize this, yeah. but yeah. this conversation is a good way to get people to, you know, think about these things and move. Like you, if you can't have a we've said, we've said this before on back when talk radio started, like you could have these open sort of conversations where you go back and forth and maybe your ideas weren't fully baked yet. Yeah. And you could go and have a conversation about it on the air. Can't do that anymore. No. Because God forbid you say something that's against the thing you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. They want to shut you down. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a minute. A massive cargo ship got wedged in the Suez Canal and halted all traffic. Now, um, people are like, oh, wow, a ship got stuck in a canal. That's not news. But it's actually one of the busiest and most important shipping lanes in the entire world. And it's shut down. So it's caused like massive, massive problems. Um, But, Sue, can you explain kind of like how this happened? Uh, no, oh, not really. Okay. But I, so I, I could give you the, what's out yeah, there. Um, so basically, uh, the, the report, really weird. the official report was they got into the Suez Canal, lost power, and then the, the, the ship kind of just drifted down the canal until it turns sort of sideways and got stuck between uh, between the, the shores, basically. Yeah. So it, everyone got blocked. It's something like 20% of all global trade goes through this canal. So it's like a really big, it's a big deal. deal. A lot of oil. Yeah. yeah, a lot of oil goes through the canal. Um, but uh, there is this sort of side thing, which I don't know what to make of it. Basically, like the path before it went into the canal, there's a GPS path, and we have it here. <laughs> and you look, I don't want to be explicit here, uh, but what it would what it would say, what you would see there is maybe a a, a male. The male giblets, as mm-hmm. Pat would say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially mm-hmm. with a, a buttocks uh, yeah. alignment. And it almost would seem as if, like, maybe the person doing this either was pranking um, or Glenn's theory to the, today on radio was, like, maybe someone took over the GPS, did this sort of intentionally, and then crashed it in the, in the, in the Suez Canal. Now, I don't, I don't know. That's, he's just, you know, theorizing. Yeah. Uh, it could be that the person's drunk, thought it would be really funny to, to make an explicit map. Could be a really weird coincidence. I don't know. There's no way that's a coincidence. That's kind of where I am on it. Absolutely not. That's kind of where I am on it, too. I mean, I would like to... I, I, look, I will say the first thing I said when Glenn pulled up the map today, I said, that can't be real. No, so yeah. I, my, my number one thing is, like, somehow this has been misreported. Like, I, at this point, I still feel like it can't be real. But if that map is actually real that we're showing you here on Blaze TV, 
I would say probably, uh, you know, it's got to be intentional. It certainly looks intentional. I mean, we have to, I need to know. I need to know <laughs> the story behind this. It seems like somebody who, yeah. who, like, last week was buying GameStop got control of the GPS <laughs> and thought this would be hilarious. That's what it feels like. And isn't it kind of amazing that in the year 2021, we can't move that stupid vessel out of the way? It is Come crazy. And there's nothing that will just pull it out or move it or... Yeah, so how are they getting it out? Now, they had a picture of it, I think, that just a second ago where they were, like, digging out the, the shore. Here, this one. Look at this. Oh. You see, like, they, like this little tiny excavator, which is, like, it looks like it's, like, <laughs> one one billionth of the size of the ship. That's it's a just, big ship, though. It's that, a big it's ship. It's huge. And, like, you know... I, I, it's, like a, it's like Austin Powers when he runs, like, he gets stuck with the little... I think he's in an excavator or something, and he keeps backing up yes. and then going forward and backing <laughs> yeah. up and going forward. <laughs> I thought maybe that's how they did it. I don't Apparently. know. I mean, I, it does... It does make you stop for a second and say, you know, a, a terrorist attack where they intentionally sink one of these things in the middle of the canal oh, is going oh, to man. set the world on fire. Yeah. You realize how vulnerable some of these things are, and you realize how important, you know, global trade is to us. I mean, a lot of people, t- we talk a lot about, like, you know, wanting to get these big tariffs and all these things that kind of get in the way of free trade. I mean, this is like <laughs> the biggest, hey, if you ever wanted to shut down free trade, here you go. This is what it looks like. Uh, it doesn't look pretty to me. Trade routes and supply lines are important, <laughs> really, important. and we never think about them until you know. Yeah, something a ship like this happens. Jammed in the canal. <laughs> I know because I really I was I was looking at the headlines today, and I was just like, why is everyone talking about this stupid boat getting stuck? Yeah, yeah. I know. And then you realize, oh crap! Oh, yeah, it's you big. Just, yeah, it's the the stuff you never really think about. Uh, all right, uh, let's take a break. Back in a minute. It can't be real. It just can't. Man. It just can't be real, right? It has to be. No, I'm. It needs You're to be real. real. It needs. Hey, really quickly, we were talking about Chris Cuomo and how horrible he is. Uh, I just wanted to bring up. I just saw this. Brian Stelter, his CNN show has hit a yearly low. They have failed <laughs> to crack a million viewers for the second straight week. I'm they sure all want to Trump out. Shocked. And uh, yeah, I know that that's why I'm like, yeah, Trump is the reason you guys are still in business, which I think he made even uh, the, that point several times. And now, apparently, that's all that they had. And mm-hmm. that is what we're seeing. Wow. You know, I feel really horrible for Brian Stelter. That's really sad. That's a shame. He's such a great journalist. Yeah. Such a good guy. <laughs> didn't feel authentic at all. No. Did, no. Really? Yeah. That really? Seems sincere. Because, man, huh. did I ever mean it? You don't seem sincere either. <laughs> Something's happening. Really? Here. Something I weird. I couldn't be. More serious. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. My heart is breaking. For uh, me. <laughs> don't forget, if you have not yet gone to wherever you get your audio podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Make sure to give us five stars because we deserve no less than five stars, obviously. And uh, if you write a review, you may see your review read live on air. We've got, let's see, we've got a couple here. First one is from NCC1701. Uh, love this show. I love Sarah and all the guests and appreciate their opinions and their commitment to the truth. Everyone is great, but Pat and Stu Thursday yes. are my favorites. Yes. With Genius. The this emoji. is how you get reviews Genius. on the air. <laughs> you mention Pat and Stu. That's how you do it. <laughs> I mean, I have other days that I do the show. And I, they really, don't, yeah, they don't, they don't talk. But about people don't watch time. those days, right? <laughs> no, no it's, like Bri- it's like Brian Seltzer's ratings on those <laughs> <Yeah>. days. 
Uh, we've got another one from Sarah7879. Unfortunately, though, this Sarah spells her name wrong mm -hmm. because mm. she has the extra, obviously unnecessary <laughs> added H because it's silent, so you don't need it, Sarah. But now that I've offended you, I'll read your review. Uh, it says, I love all your guests, but when you have patents to... It makes my day. This is how you get your review read on the air. You put Pat and Stu Thursdays in it. Yes, I love it. This is a good trend. Yeah, so make sure that you guys are getting your reviews in and, of course, say something about Pat and Stu. <laughs> well, yay, Pat and Stu. We're very Actually, fragile people. Our emotions are very fragile. And we need we your, your affirmation yeah. every day. Actually, it, it's so funny to me every time I'll see a review that does the whole stew. It's great, whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's not his show. <laughs> it's my show. Give me the review, not Stu's thing. Your show is great, whatever. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. And now that I say that, I know all of them are going to go over there and say yep. the same damn thing. So I should have probably kept my mouth shut. <laughs> whatever. As long as I give you the stars. You just need the stars. Yeah, I know. I'm say like, whatever you say want. whatever you want. Give me the stars. Bring them to me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.